I've got a very mouldy dish Ooh, I've got... that you want. Oh, I do, because I've got a kernel of truth to put in it. There. Welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast. That, and thanks for listening on a Saturday. You know, it's probably not part of your regular commuting routine. Nope. So we do super appreciate the weekend listeners. Yes. Uh, welcome along. It's the uh, podcast where we take great moments from history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, he's Jake Yep. I'm Nat Tapley. And together we are presenting the Wide Awake Club of History rather than the normal Wackaday version you would have been listening to the rest of the week <laughs> to find out what the best things that happened on this day were. I'm going to take us <laughs> to... He's Tommy Boyd. I'm Michaela Strachan. I'm going to need a while. I'm going to need a while. (laughs) I'm going to take us to the 14th of March, 1885, when the Mikado opened at the Doily Cart Theatre. It ran for 672 performances, making it the second longest-running piece of musical theatre ever made up to that point, and one of the longest-running pieces of theatre full stop. It included such hilarious characters as Nanky Poo, Poo Bar, Pitch Dodge, Yum Yum, People, and the whole thing took place in a place called Titty Poo. (laughs) It really is. It really is great fun. It really is. I mean, I I particularly like that after that point, you could really tell that. You could identify people who are utterly dead inside by their love of Gilbert and Sullivan, which <laughs> led to hundreds of thousands of red-faced men singing badly in kimonos in village halls up and down the country with epicanthic folds painted on their faces as they through gales of laughter from the assembled members of the Women's Institute. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Here's the unearned smug superiority of the Edwardians flowing out of our mouths mixed with some racial stereotypes. Ha, 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 ha. Gilbert and Sullivan, ha, ha, ha. And that's what happened on the 14th of March, 1885. It's sad because you've you've basically blown your mic drop moment <laughs> right at the top of the podcast. <laughs> It's, it's you know, you, you've, you've, you've done your mic drop and now you've got to sheepishly walk back on the stage and pick it up and put it back in the stand and carry on with the rest yeah. of your set. Everything that is self-satisfied and miserable about this country. Second rate, never aspiring to anything. I loathe it. Gorgeous. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. I hear you, brother. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I've I've got something... Two misused bullets, uh, as far as you're concerned. One yeah. was for Gilbert and one was for Sullivan. But in 1964, yeah. on March the 14th, uh, a jury in Dallas finds Jack Ruby guilty of killing Lee Harvey Oswald, the assumed mm. assassin of JFK. Yeah. And uh, people, people, Jack Ruby seems to be a bit of a mystery. Uh, it's pretty certain that he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like he would do anything pretty much for money. Yeah. There were allegations of mob connections. He he ran, I think, a fairly sleazy club yeah. and stuff. But um, there's a book called Contract in America uh, mm-hmm. by David Shine. And apparently um, Vic Robinson Jr., who was a TV uh, news anchor, saw uh, Jack Ruby at the police headquarters uh, on the Friday night. And apparently he did not seem to be under any stress or strain. He seemed quite happy, quite jovial. He was joking and laughing. Another announcer said he was not grieving. Jack Ruby's uh, contention was he said he was so gutted uh, at the assassination of JFK and as a patriot, and he loved JFK so Mm. much. Um, But then... 
that he had to stop his uh, killer from being brought to justice. Jack Ruby also was claimed to have said, um, uh, nobody asked me the question, if I loved the president so much, why wasn't I at the parade? <laughs> uh, referring to the actual presidential motorcade. And he says, oh, it's strange that perhaps I didn't vote for President Kennedy. I didn't vote at all that I should have suddenly built up such a great affection for him. <laughs> so um, interesting, to, uh, interesting guy. to see what all that. But in the end, he just, he just he died, died of pneumonia in prison anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Something pulmonary, mm. I think. So whatever. Well, I guess we'll never know. Unless we will. But what a waste of two bullets, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and you could have got rid of... Uh, Pirates, Pirates of Penzance. Oh, that's even... And Aaron Sorkin insists on using it in things... I think it happens in both The West Wing and Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, where they just stop and break into Gilbert well, and Sullivan uh, at some point. You know, shut up. Americans Americans love it. Like, to them, it's kind of high culture, isn't it? It's, it's proper <laughs> opera for them. They think it's it's posh, sophisticated stuff, I think. Right. Isn't I, it? I don't, I don't understand anyone's fascination with it. I find the whole thing leaves me utterly dry i quite like a tumty tum tune i'm guilty of writing a lot of gilbert and sullivan-esque songs but mine generally have yeah. horrific swearing and really traumatizing imagery the so. only excuse for having lines that long is to put an obvious rhyme at the end of one of them then go take people a really long way to not get the right rhyme at the end of the next one absolutely yeah absolutely and they never do that Day to Isabella Beaton, who did Mrs. Beaton's cookbook, Beaton being both her name and what you had to do to the eggs to prepare them for scrambling. <laughs> Happy birthday to Casey Jones. You may remember Casey Jones coming, coming down, down the, the track, track from Dumbo. Well, he died yeah. in the train crash, so it's not such a nice story when you know who he was. Yeah, they said it was leaves on the line. <laughs> uh, it wasn't him coming down the track. <laughs> Uh, actually, he's quite. He did at one point save a child who was trapped on a train line with indecision. They heard the train coming, looked up and froze. So he ran out of the cab. He jumped on the cow catcher and scooped the child up as the train hit them. Blimey! Um, unfortunately, a couple of years later, he went was going at seventy five miles an hour when a stalled caboose was on the line, and he slowed the train down. He, he um, put through it into reverse, uh, but he was killed by the impact of the. He managed to save all of the passengers. So that's Casey Jones, uh, killed in a railroad crash and commemorated in a film about a flying elephant. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he would have wanted, his dying breath, he said. Make a film about a flying elephant and remember me in it. Birthday to, and I chose this person over Albert Einstein. Okay. Happy birthday to Jasper Carrot. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you. If you don't know why, you don't deserve to be listening to this. Happy death day to Matilda of Ringelheim. She was the first Ottonian queen of Saxony and she founded the convent in Quedlinburg. Uh, which is fine. Happy death day to Tony Benn, who uh, once wrote me a very nice letter and was very polite on the phone when I asked him questions. Um... What a pleasant chap. That is nice. Happy death day, too, to Chick Young, who created the Blondie comic strip, which starred Dagwood Bumstead and the many large sandwiches he ate in America. 
It's famous here, isn't it? People know Blondie. Maybe, maybe they don't. If so, look it up. It's a weird, not very good comic of the 1940s and 50s. Sorry, who was that? Chick Young, who did Blondie, which is Chick Young. Yes, Blondie was that. Blondie was the character who very rarely spoke. She was the wife. Uh, so bl- called Blondie because she was blonde. But essentially, the main character was Dagwood Bumstead, who was the bumbling husband. I do not remember that one. I, I feel. Shamed. In which case, it's too obscure for me to have mentioned, and I should have just done Einstein. Oh well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take you to the 14th of March, 1942, Mm. and Anne Miller becomes the first patient successfully treated with penicillin, not by Alexander Fleming, but by Orvin Hess and John Bumstead. Bumstead. Bumstead! That's the second Bumstead. Hang on, Dagwood, we just had yes. Dagwood Bumstead. There can't be a day full of Bumsteads. It's Bumstead Day. Bumstead Day. Happy Bumstead Happy Day. Happy Bumstead Day. Are you eating your hot cross Bumstead? Ha- are you... <laughs> I, do, you do you celebrate? We, I've, I've been a bit slack the last few years. We do it for the children, you know. Yeah. Bumstead Day is I mean, such they a... They love it. It's, yeah. it's worth it just to see their little faces light up. Oh, he's been drawing pictures of Bumstead Day for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> He's written his letter to Father Bumstead. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Fleming, when he got his Nobel Prize uh, for physiology and medicine with uh, some of the other doctors who were co-discoverers, uh, Flory and Chain, uh, but not a guy called Heatley, mm. uh, just left him out, whatever. Uh, yeah. When they got the Nobel Prize in 1945, so this was three years later, uh, Fleming said, um, just a word of advice, don't overuse the penicillin. Might lead to bacterial resistance. Okay. Okay. Mm. And the world listened. <laughs> so to celebrate the first person successfully treated with penicillin, we could probably also this year celebrate the last person successfully treated with penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. Well, I'm going to take you to a much better technological innovation than that. I'm going to take you to the 14th of March, 1994, when the first oh! version 1.0.0 of the Linux kernel was released, free of charge to the world. Yes, designed by Henry Linus Bumstead. Tormans. Yes, Henry oh. Linus Bumstead uh, and his penguin, which was just called Bumstead. Uh, <laughs> Bumstead it was a free... the Linux penguin. <laughs> <laughs> a free open source Unix-like operating system, which you have pro- currently used probably three or four times today, will probably use many more times today. It is currently powering any Android phone you have, smart TVs, set-top boxes, um, any device which takes apps and is in some way connected to the internet is probably Linux-powered or some derivative thereof. Yes, so it's changed your life in ways you probably don't even notice, but are very important. That's the Linux kernel released today in 1994. Did you ever have a go at it? Did you ever try and yes. install it? I've installed it on my Chromebook now. It's it's all right. Oh really? Interesting. Fine. Yeah, I, I can, had it. Can... I had it once and it was it was okay. But it was like <laughs> nearly 20 but years. It just ago. doesn't have the right apps though. Yeah. yeah. You go, oh, I want the It has a GIMP. On it. Uh, a graphic yeah, no, GIMP isn't uh, quite the same, is it? No. That's no. <laughs> I mean it's very good and for, for sound something free. it's got a version of audition, but that's not. Yeah. No, what's it called? Audacity. I think it's called... The fact they have the audacity to complain it to pretend it's any good (laughs) is the most frustrating thing. There's a a nice um, app called Bumstead. (laughs) And what does that do? It finds a home for your bum. Hmm. Oh, on Uranus? It's like Grindr. It's like Grindr. (laughs) It's called Bumstead. (laughs) 
whatever. <laughs> this is hopeless. Right, we are done. Pioneers staking out their bombsteads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was as far as a horse could ride. Yeah. <laughs> Up your Take bum. them out to the yeah, old bumstead. Yeah. <laughs> bum. Well, I think we've taken up enough of these good people's time. Sweet bum. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> bum I'm sorry about your anus yesterday, and I'm sorry about the bumstead today. We'll be better tomorrow. I apologise for nothing. Okay. That's uh, see you tomorrow. You'll get more of the same. Yeah, we should just remind you, like, if you haven't uh, s- subscribed, it, it, it oh, helps yeah, us out enormously, that. and it might help you too, because really then does. you just got us there if you fancy it. Uh, that would be a mm. good thing to do uh, if you wanted to yes, leave a review, subscribe. if you wanted to rate it. That's good. That would help yes, us too. Because there's a nasty one on top of the reviews, so leave a nice one. Oh yeah, one please. To push that that one would down. be nice. <laughs> Love bomb our uh, our little bumstead, will you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We've got 39 nice reviews and one bad one. Yeah, and that's the only one that we remember when we put our heads on the pillow every of night. Of course. <laughs> right. It haunts our dreams. Yes. See you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. The start of penciling was when. Alexandra Fleming was keeping some bacteria in a dish when he found some fungus one day. And the new fungus killed the bacteria in the dish. It's now known as penicillin, a medicine. And it saves, saves, saves millions of lives every day.